Hi everyone, this is Scott Letts and welcome to another Bible Ring of the Day. Today we're in Ecclesiastes 8, 1 through 17 for your NIV Wisdom Part 2. Um, and then we'll continue on and go to uh, your ESV reading, which we'll be reading Genesis 48, 1 through 22. And then uh, Luke 4, 1 through 44. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Who is like the wise man who knows the explanation of things? Wisdom brightens a man's face and changes its heart, its hard appearance. Obey the king. Obey the king's command, I say, because you took an, uh, an oath before God. Do not be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases. Since the king's word is supreme, who can say to him, what are you doing? Who, whoever obeys his command will come to no harm, and the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure, for there is a proper time and procedure for every matter. Though a man's misery weighs heavily upon him, since no man knows the future, who can tell him what is to come? No man has power over the wind can to contain it so no one has power <coughs> power over the day of his death so no one has power over the day of his death and no one is discharged in time of war so wickedness will not release those who practice it all this i saw as i applied my mind to everything done under the sun there is a time when a man lords it over others to his own hurt. Then, too, I saw the wicked buried, those who used to come and go from, from the holy place and receive praise in the city where they did this. This, too, is meaningless. When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with schemes to do wrong. Although a wicked man commits a, a hundred crimes and still lives a long time, I know that I will not will go better with God-fearing men who are reverent before God. Yet because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with, with them, and their days will not lengthen like a shadow. There is something else meaningless that occurs on earth. Righteous men who get what the wicked deserve, and wicked men who say who get what the righteous deserve this too i say is meaningless so i commend the enjoyment of life because nothing is better for a man under the sun than the eat to eat and drink and be glad and then joy will accompany him in his work all the days of his life god has given him under the sun when i applied my mind to know to know wisdom, and to observe man's labor on earth, his eyes not seeing sleep day or night. Then I saw all that God has done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all his efforts to search, search it out, man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims he knows, he cannot really com comprehend it. Let's go ahead and head to your ESV readings. Okay, everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in um, Genesis 48, uh, 
1 through 22 for your ESV reading. So let's go ahead and read this, this scripture. Jacob blesses Ephraim and Manasseh. After this, Joseph was told, Behold, your father is ill. So he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, and it was told to Jacob, Your son Joseph has come to you. Then Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. And Joseph, and Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. And said to me, Behold, I will make your, you fruitful and multiply you. And I will make of you a company of peoples and will give this land to your offspring after you for an everlasting possession. And now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine, as Reuben and Simeon are. And the children that you fathered and after them shall be yours. They shall be called the name of their brothers in their inheritance. As for me, when I came from Padan, to, to my sorrow Rachel died in the land of Canaan on the, on the way where when there was still some distance to go to Ephrath. And I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? Joseph said to his father, These are my sons whom God has given me, me here. And he said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim with age. So he could not see Joseph. So Joseph brought them near him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face, and behold, God has let me see your offspring also. Then Joseph removed them from his knees, and he bowed himself with the face to the earth. And Joseph took them both Ephraim and in his right hand, toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his right left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near to him. And Israel stretched out his hand, his right hand, and laid it on the head of Ephraim. He was the younger, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, crossing his hands, for Manasseh was a firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abram Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys. And in them let my name be carried on, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth." When Jacob saw that his father laid his hand, right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. And he took his father's hand to move it to Ephraim's head, to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, No, this way, my father, since this one is, is the firstborn, put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know he also will, shall become a people and he also shall become shall be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his offspring shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will pronounce blessing, 
blessing, saying, God make you as Ephraim and, and as Manasseh. Then thus he put Ephraim, put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, Behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you, and I will bring you against to the again to the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to your to you rather than to your brothers once one more mountain slope that I took from the hand of the Amorites with my sword and with my bow. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz and welcome to another New Testament reading. Um, so now we're um, going to read Luke 4, 1-44, through so let's go ahead and read the scripture. The Temptation of Jesus And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, for forty days being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will, if you then will worship me. It, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you and the son are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your f- your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Jesus begins his ministry. And Jesus be- returned to the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Jesus rejected at Nazareth. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and and as and, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set the liberty of those who oppress, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that had come from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will 
Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your own your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in this home in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in is in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut shut up for three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land, and Elijah was sent to none of them but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And and there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. None of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard the these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built. So they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. Jesus heals a man with an unclean spirit. And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So, but Jesus rebuked rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For the authority of power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Jesus heals many. And he rose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on on her behalf. And he stood up over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting... All those who had who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God, but he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Christ. Jesus preaches in synagogues. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and wouldn't have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God and to other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father in heaven, I just lift you up. I thank you for who you are. Thank you for these words, Lord. Thank you for showing us that you are the Christ, the the Son of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.